This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday Funday. Hope you guys are enjoying your second workday of the week. You know, when it comes down to Mondays, Mondays kind of feel like, you know, we're halfway there. We're getting there, right? But then at one point in time, you're like, mm, you know, I'm kind of feeling the week is a little a little bit going to be a little bit too long. I don't I'm trying I'm trying to explain the feeling that I get every I single get Monday, <laughs> right? But right here on Future Talk ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about tech news and how Samsung's Pay Wallet will now let you store a digital version of a COVID-19 vaccination card. Yes, indeed. Coming up in the world of smartphones, we're going to be talking all about iPhone because they actually have insane amounts of storage packed into their next generation. Yes, and also we're talking about how a UAE teen has built a prototype to help the visually impaired avoid obstacles and danger. Yes, indeed. And if you're a big fan of working remotely, Facebook has a similar plan so that they can make that a lot easier. And they're using virtual reality to make that come to life. Yes, and we're also talking about new car technology that will help prevent children from being locked in a hot vehicle. We did talk about something similar to this yesterday, about news is coming out every single second about this topic as the temperatures do rise. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Samsung Pay and vaccination cards. So have a little faith. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Nowadays, your vaccination card is just as important as your credit card, if not even more important, because to get into certain locations, to simply exist around the world, to be able to travel, you have to showcase that you have been vaccinated. And Samsung kind of is on the same wavelength as we are when it comes to showcasing vaccination cards. And that's exactly why now your Samsung Pay Wallet will allow you to store a digital copy, a digital version of your COVID-19 vaccination card. So whenever you're asked, for it, you can easily pull it out. Yes, and this is actually through a partnership with healthcare nonprofit The Commons Project. Now, Samsung has announced that users do have to first download the free Common Health app, which will be found from the Google Play Store. And all you have to do is follow the instructions to access their COVID 19 vaccine record from participating pharmacies, health systems, and even health providers. Now, not all providers are connected to the system just yet, so you might not find your provider, but once the user does have access to their COVID-19 credentials within the Common Health app, they can then add it to their Samsung Pay wallet. Now, we do know that the COVID-19 vaccine pass will then be available on the Samsung Pay app homepage. Now, for those who don't know, a lot of you for universities in the UAE and across the world are requiring you to have a vaccination pass. Yes. And, you know, in some countries as well, uh, to enter that said country, you do need to have a vaccination pass. So, you know, vaccinating just like, you know, we speculated back in 2020, that at one point in time, it will be mandatory to move from A to B 
with a vaccination pass. Yes, indeed. And right here in the heart of Sharjah, you have to showcase that you've been vaccinated and that you have a PCR, a negative PCR test result to be able to enter any university and sometimes even schools. So that's exactly why Samsung is trying to make this become a lot easier. I'm excited to see how that comes to life. But the electronic COVID vaccine card has actually been a bit slow to catch on if you think about it. You know, we've been struggling with COVID-19 since 2019. 2020. 2020. Yes. I honestly lost count of the years. Um, But there has been a little bit of progress. Back in June, Google actually opened up the Android's built-in passes system so that it can allow all of its users to store that digital vaccine card on their phone. It was first available in the U.S., but now more and more countries have been getting it. And now you're going to find it on the Samsung Pay wallet. Let me know how often do you use the Samsung Pay wallet. I personally love using the Apple Pay wallet for showcasing my air ticket, my airline ticket, my credit card, any any paperwork that you want to save, you can easily save it on there. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people are, you know, happy per se because uh, they don't want to get vaccinated or they do believe that it's unfair. <laughs> and we're talking about the United States of America, obviously, yeah. because it's the land of the free, the home of the brave. <laughs> right. And uh, a but lot it's of, for our own safety. Yeah. And again, a lot of people uh, don't want to get vaccinated. They still think that uh, vaccinations will cause them problems uh, and you know when we come to the vaccine part uh, in the United States before you can enroll your child into school they yeah. actually need to be vaccinated for other diseases True. right so now you're saying that oh I don't want to do COVID-19 vaccine well your child or you yourself if you did school in America in elementary school preschool you need to get vaccinated and you need to present a card a vaccination card regarding which I think it was malaria yeah. and and a couple of other um, vaccine the flu shot etc before you could enter or enroll your child and you know COVID-19 is going to be you know stacked on top of that and a lot of people you know they, they listen to the media a little bit too much and you know misleading content Always take your information regarding COVID-19 or anything that is major a major medical issue from a trusted source, a trusted government portal. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, do it or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. But don't start now, it's Dua Lipa. <laughs> I thought her name was Dua, but oh before, my yeah. God. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The clock is ticking. <laughs> Time is counting down. Right? We're getting closer and closer until the beautiful month of September. I like September for two reasons. I'll tell it's you. your birthday. Number one, it's my birthday. September yep. 1st. Right? On the dot. The second reason why is because we get announcements and we get to see the new Apple product line. Right? And today, our scope of, you know, relevance or let's say importance <laughs> comes out of the next iPhone. Yes. And how it will have an insane amount of storage packed into a familiar slim design. And we're going to be telling you today what to expect from Apple's next generation iPhone. Yes, indeed. Every single time we talk about a new iPhone coming up, I always think, how much storage can it fit? I always think, how much am I going to (laughs) pay? That's a good one. I'm getting it. You are. I don't care. The iPhone 13, Mm -hmm. even if it's not foldable. Even if it's not uh, anything. Okay, I mean, I'm not surprised. You always get the next iPhone. I mean, what's I, new? I mean, I, it would be kind of you know hypocritical not to uh, to, to get a to get a, the, the new iPhone when I host a tech show. 
right? Good one. Um, and being an Apple fanboy, everyone knows uh, I love the apples. True. Um, but every single time, I think to myself, how much storage, how larger can it be? The iPhone 12, the largest storage that you can possibly get is 512 mm. gigabytes. And let me tell you, that's a lot of storage. But for some people, it's never enough. And that's exactly why Apple is actually considering having a one terabyte memory becoming the new addition to the 13 inch or the iPhone 13 that we are going to be talking about. Now, if you love the camera of the iPhone and how clear and crisp it can be, you're in for a treat because this year they're actually having a fan favorite, the portrait mm. mode, they're adding a lot more adjustments to it, making it even more picture perfect. It's also gonna give you a close range focus. So the rest of the background can be blurred and the focus can only be on the person or on the subject that you're taking a photo of, which kind of gives that professional feel to every iPhone photo that you take with the portrait mode. Yes, I mean, again, uh, we're also looking at a new feature called ProRes Video Recording, which will allow for professional quality 4K or even HD footage. And, you know, a lot of people are are really excited for the new iPhone because mainly the point of the camera. Now, obviously we like a fast phone, yeah. right? But We what, love a fast phone. <laughs> yeah, but if the average man, right, or the average person can take a crispy 4K quality video, <laughs> right? You, you know what kind of flex that is, but obviously a lot of people are excited for that one terabyte storage option. And, uh, I, <laughs> Remember, Omnia, I told what? you. I told you this would be coming after they said they will be scanning iCloud photos. What's coming? That they would make a, a higher uh, oh, storage higher capacity. higher storage, yeah, of course. Because a lot of people will say, no, I don't want to put my storage on the iCloud. I, I don't want, want it people all on the phone. I don't want it all on the phone. And subhanAllah, all of a sudden, <laughs> they're like, hey, we got a new one terabyte storage option. They need a marketing scheme for it. Yeah. No one's going to buy the biggest storage unless they feel like they need to. I want to see. I, I, I believe it would be around 7,000 dirhams, one terabytes. I'd go for 8,000. 8,000. Okay, yeah. we'll see when, we'll, like when September 8, does come through. Now, you know, the iPhone 12 did launch in October of last year, mm -hmm. and it did premiere in four types, which we do know the iPhone 12, 12 Pro. 12 Pro Max and the iPhone 12 mini. Now, so far it is unclear if the new batch of iPhones for this year will be released in a similar model breakdown. I do believe the iPhone mini will be scratched off. Mm. That is my 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 you know I my agree. thesis on it because it didn't go as well as planned. No, they had big plans on marketing it and no no one was actually purchasing it. Now, uh, I like how they're also going to be following the same scheme of the iPhone 13, the iPhone 13 Pro Max. That's at least what the rumors say. So we could potentially be looking at four different iPhone 13 models coming in different sizes as well as different camera specs. Uh, similar price, that's according to the researchers. So the iPhone 13 should have a similar price as the iPhone 12. However, as we always know, as Apple increases the refresh rate, increases storage, that means more money for us to pay. Let us know which phone would you go for. Would you buy the iPhone 13 Pro Max? Would you size down and get the iPhone 13 Pro alone, not the Max size? And yeah, what are your thoughts about it? Are iPhone you... 13 Pro Max, all the <laughs> all the way. I'll be getting it, inshallah. Let's see what happens. I want to see the price point on it. Might uh, upgrade to 512 gigabytes. And Omnia, yes. check your battery percentage right now. If it's under 95%, you are eligible. You are eligible for a free battery replacement from Apple if your phone was bought within a year. No way. Yes, ma'am. Look at I. I need to check right now. I feel like um, an Apple representative right now. I you know, agree. I'm, they should pay you. <laughs>
Tim Cook's, <laughs> right? You know, I got the biceps for it. Mine is 96%. Oh, mine is 93, believe it or not. So uh, I am eligible for a free battery of the replacement. Same phone. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. One thing I'm excited to see researchers say that the iPhone 13 should return or bring back with it the Touch ID. So that might be like a little bit of a flashback on what we used to have back with the iPhone 8. But this time, it might just be embedded underneath the screen. Let us know which phone are you most excited about for 215 Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, we're talking all about a UAE teenager that was able to build a new gadget to help all those who are visually impaired. Yes, and you might just want to <laughs> answer the phone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, I used to love this song yeah? when it first came out. I don't know why. It made me happy. So, happy. It yeah. is happy. It's, it's a happy, happy song. song. It's answering the phone. So answer your phone, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Innovators right here in the UAE, but today's innovator is actually very young in age. She's a teenager who decided to create an invention that would help those who are visually impaired. More specifically, it would help them become more independent, avoiding yes. obstacle, any danger on the road without necessarily having someone by their side 24-7. You know, Omnia, in general, right, when we're talking about innovators, you said very young, but I feel mm. maybe in the, in the, in the technology sector, yeah. but I feel in general, anytime we talk about an innovator they're very young of age you know True. i don't remember the last time we brought someone or talked about someone who's an innovator over the age of 25 True. there are a couple but yeah right? the majority are actually majority pretty are young. young i mean yeah. uh, unless we're talking space sector that's space the, sector i, mean, I thought of richard branson <laughs> no no innovators innovators yeah, you know the people like inventors. Uh, inventors you know people who are up and coming not the already established ones Right. And, you know, we're talking about a teenager who discovery might actually be a game changer for those of the visually impaired. Now, we're talking about Maria Falconaz, who is mm -hmm. a UAE national and a great student right here in the UAE and how she has developed a prototype of sensors in self-driven cars. She can't even drive mm -hmm. and, you know, and incorporate that design into walking canes that can alert users of obstacles and dangers. Now her prototype, which she completed in a period of two months, helped her school bag the UK Silver Crest Award in Science. Grade 8, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, she took the, 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 the idea from a self-driving car. She can't even drive. So, you know, this is just literally amazing. MashaAllah. When I was in grade 8, mm. You don't want to know you, what I was doing in grade 8. Eating I donuts. <laughs> not even that. I don't think I had the mental capability of understanding something like this. Now, when we talk about young young people, you know, especially at this caliber, at this age, grade yeah. 8, all right? We're talking about 13, 14 years old. We talk about the creative invention. You're like, oh, that's cool. No. Remember when you were 14 and 13, what was your goals? What did you like? I liked eating food and playing games all day. If you told me, hey, honey. You need to, you have two months to create an invention. I'd be like, what? Invention? What does that mean? Right? So again, we have to, you know, give so much credit to this young generation and to people like this. And not only that, credit to their parents for supporting them. I know a lot of people, if they would go to their parents and say, hey, mama, 
I have an idea. Hey, Baba, I have an idea. Go sleep. Right? <laughs> you know, go to sleep, bro. Like, what do you want? Yeah, it's like 10 p.m. I'm trying to relax at the end of my day. I've been at work all day. What do you want? I'm tired. Go to sleep. You have school tomorrow, right? Turn off the Wi-Fi and get it. Go away. But, you know, hats off to the parents that support their children and their dreams. Absolutely. And what's interesting about this story and this teenager is the fact that her initial research was not necessarily about creating a, wa- a smart walking cane. It was more just researching the different uses uh, uses of car sensors. She was looking at the technology behind how self-driving cars tend to avoid obstacles. And that actually inspired her to go ahead and basically implement it into the walking cane. So she first decided to design and build a Lego car with built-in sensors. The minute she had that code already developed, she decided to go ahead and implement it onto walking canes. To add to how amazing this invention is, she actually had no access to her school's laboratories. So she couldn't test out this invention at her school because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And she actually only gained all the knowledge that she knows through online classes, through different you know, free courses that are available on the internet. Her car project actually offered a lot of details on how self-driving car sensors work, but also how we can help people of determination with it. And she's actually very excited to go ahead and integrate it and maybe hopefully one day even commercialize it since she does dream of being a doctor for the people of determination one day. Yes, I mean, uh, again, start them when they're young and uh, hats off to Maria and her family. Uh, It's not an easy thing to do to create an invention to help people. I mean, especially, you know, you can create an invention, I feel, is a bit easier when it doesn't, you know, involve health. Right. When it doesn't involve helping people, especially people of the visually impaired. Yeah. Right. If we're saying, hey, I created an invention that can bring me cola every three seconds. You know, okay, that's pretty cool. I press a button, the refrigerator opens and an arm, a robotic hand comes out, gives me my cola. (laughs) Right. But we're talking about something much, much different. So hats off to Maria and her family. And, you know, uh, again, a lot of people would not be able to do this. Me, myself, at my age right now. If you gave me gave me a couple of online courses to do right on yeah. the YouTube on YouTube and said, hey, honey, you have two months to create an invention. I'd probably come back in two months weighing <laughs> 10 kilos heavier and be like, I didn't know what to do, man. I was binge watching some <laughs> some funny videos on YouTube. And this just goes back to showing how information online can, you know, have can a very helpful. big impact on the youth. And it's not just, you know. Fortnite, Call of Duty. True. I know a lot of parents see their children on on the computer playing games and doing whatnot. But again, give them a little bit of freedom. Obviously, it's good to always, you know... Within its limits. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously good to know have control over what your children watch. But at the same time, it could actually motivate them to create something that might just change the life of, of the child and of the people around them. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215 do it a slut or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Facebook supporting our dreams and hopes of working remotely from home. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about the Facebook today. <laughs> you know, you know, honey, in a couple of years maybe even months down the line, 
We may not be hosting the show in the studio anymore. We're on Facebook. With Facebook, they have plans to just kind of have me talk to a hologram or have you talk to a hologram of me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be as fun, <laughs> to I be agree. honest. I mean, uh, yeah, but, you know, because, you know, Facebook is launching a VR remote work app and it's calling it a step to the metaverse. Now, mm-hmm. we do know the world's largest social network, which is Facebook, has invested heavily in virtual and augmented reality. And Facebook just last Thursday did launch a test of a new virtual reality remote work app where users of the company can use the Oculus Quest 2 headsets and hold meetings as avatar versions of themselves. Yes, indeed. And we've always known that Facebook has kind of a deep love for virtual reality. They're actually one of the first companies to start experimenting with different headsets to try and make that Kind of a very easy reality for us to implement in our own day-to-day life. The beta test that Facebook actually did to test this new technology happened in their very own workrooms. So they had an application that they were setting up with many companies that they were working with remotely that were actually shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And this new VR application helped them basically interact with virtual reality avatars of them. Now, Facebook does see that this is going to be the latest step in working remotely. They feel like no one has done this step before them. And Mark Zuckerberg feels like he's the first, the first on the pedestal, if you could say. Yes. And now Facebook's vice president of its Reality Labs group said the new workroom app does give a good sense of how the company does envision the elements of the metaverse. And, you know, He said that this is the kind of one of those foundational steps in that direction. Now, you're probably wondering, Hani, what is a metaverse? Well, Mm. the the term metaverse was coined in 1992 in a novel called Snow Crash, and it's actually used to describe immersive shared spaces accessed across different platforms where the physical and digital coverage, and Zuckerberg has actually described it as an embodied internet You know how uh, in Avengers, I'll make it kind of a little bit more basic. In Avengers, we have Mm. the multiverse, right? You had different, you know, superheroes all combining into one (laughs) for Infinity War and Endgame. It's kind of the same thing. We're, 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 We're gathering different platforms and connecting them all into one so we can all be there at the same time, hologram or even as an avatar in our work meetings. Now, in July, Facebook did say it was creating a project team to work on that metaverse, which would be part of its AR and VR group, which is called Facebook Reality Labs. And Omnia, I feel like it's just so crazy that Facebook started off in Harvard dorms, you know, yeah, to in a be small room. Yeah, for, for college students to get to know each other, university students to get to know each other. And now 10 years, 12 years later, they are the biggest social media platform on the planet. And they're doing a lot, not only for the social media space, but for technology in general. Absolutely. And if you're wondering how exactly would this metaverse actually work? So Facebook describes it as basically users would have to download this application, part of the workroom setup that they have installed. And then every employee, let's say, they would have and design an avatar version of themselves. These avatars would meet in a virtual conference room and they would collab on different documents that are shared across all of them. So they're still all interacting with their own physical desk, with their own computer keyboard, but it's all happening in that virtual classroom or workroom, as you may call it. The application, they're planning to have it 
offered for free for anyone who owns the Quest 2 headset, which would cost about $300. Now, it's an interesting way to also market their headset because they've had them on the market for quite some time, but not many people have actually purchased them. And this workroom would allow up to 16 people at a time to work together in virtual reality and up to 50 if we're talking about a video conference. So if you're not uh, if you're not using both the augmented reality and the VR, just let's say the VR, you can have 50 people in one room, which I think would actually be a great way to incorporate and let's say big companies where you you kind of don't want to have everyone come and work in person during the COVID-19 pandemic or even after the pandemic. I feel like working remotely is going to stay even after it's all over. Yeah, I mean, uh, we still see a lot of companies still, you know, implementing their own working from home or remote work. Now, uh, obviously, privacy is a big concern when we're yep. talking about Facebook in general because Facebook, you know, is kind of shady when it does come to that. Yes. Now, Facebook, the company did say it would not use people's work conversations with and materials in workrooms to target as on Facebook. Mm. Now, it also did mention that users must follow its VR community standards and that rule breaking behavior can be reported to Oculus. Now, talking about the headset, Facebook actually did recently halt sales for Oculus Quest 2 headsets and recalled the foam face liners. That was because reports of skin irritation in cooperation with the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. So these headsets, you know, they were called because it was it was causing skin irritation, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, that is a very big no-no. Yep. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to having your skin problems because you don't want to go to work or you, <laughs> you want to be part of the future. I would if it was causing me skin problems. I wouldn't do it, right? They recalled so, it, though. So. They recalled it, yeah. yes. And uh, it did affect around 4 million units in the United States. And again, I do believe that they will master uh, this and recall them and, uh, you know, fix what needs to be done. So maybe in the near future, we might see meetings being held via Oculus. Who knows? Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do our thoughts or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. But ladies and gentlemen, we're taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about micro robots that can deliver medications straight to your nervous system without you even having to do a thing. Yeah, I mean, Facebook just is just a girl, girl on, fire, on fire, right? Alicia Keys, ladies and gentlemen. I know the song by heart. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Gone are the days where you have to swallow pills to be able to get rid of a headache, to take your antibiotics. Soon enough, you may just be swallowing a tiny robot and they will get the job done for you. And I mean, anytime, any day. So basically, you'll just swallow this robot one time and then whenever you need a certain drug, you can just program it to deliver it to your, straight to your central nervous system. So you won't even have to wait for the medicine to kick in, it'll kick in almost immediately. Yes, now we're talking about a micro robot that is powered by magnets and could actually be piloted through the body to deliver drugs directly to your central nervous system. <laughs> now, time Sounds very technical. It sounds very futuristic. Now, tiny robots that can climb slopes, move against the flow of fluids, and even travel over obstacles could one day deliver drugs to specific areas in the human body. Now, a team of scientists led by Weinberg Medical Physics in Maryland have actually designed soft robots that are called maniacs, <laughs> believe it or not, and they are controlled by an external magnetic field to deliver medication to exact locations in the body. 
Now, I would believe that these, uh, you know, maniac robots yeah. would be, you know, always in your body being ready to provide or to send you know, these information to your central nervous system. True. And they're basically going to be working as drug delivery vehicles inside your human body. So whenever you need to, let's say you have a headache, you want to drink a painkiller, Panadol, you name it, you'll just program it and it'll be delivered straight to your central nervous system, straight to the location where it hurts. Um, This is actually the first study that has ever been done to test how micro robots would be able to perform in the central nervous system. And as far as we see, the group of scientists that were testing it out did say that it actually helped fight a lot of blood clots inside the human body and they were able to save one man's life against blood clots. So even though the research is still in its early stages, we're not looking at swallowing robots anytime soon, but There are a lot of studies that are currently being done, and if they end up being all successful, this form of drug delivery may even help us, you know, change the way illnesses are treated. Whether it's cancer, whether it's chronic chronic illnesses, with this form of, you know, robots, you can basically deliver the medication anywhere you need in the body. So instead of saying, let's say, a certain form of brain cancer is inoperable, now you can actually go ahead and get rid of it or target it with any drugs. Yeah, I mean, uh, we do know that uh, the researchers have already built different types of micro robots, but the biggest challenge would obviously be to control the direction once the robots are inside the tissues of the body. Now, magnetic fields, we do know, are the best option to control these tiny robots as they usually are very safe and not affected by the tissue. Now, we do know the technology will not be be used in humans just yet, and researchers have tested these tiny robots in simulations based on the complicated conditions and structures that would, you know, they would encounter in the human body. So obviously this is still in the early stages. We might see it come to life. We might not. There's a lot of rules and regulations to be done in the United States and trials until, uh, you know, there's an acceptance and clearance to be used on humans. So I do believe that they will, you know, start off with monkeys or, you know, (laughs) chimpanzees. (laughs) I know uh, monkeys because, you know, they are the most similar to human beings in some ways. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, a lot of um, people are saying that this will actually reduce the, lo- the, the, reduce the, the high doses that a lot of people do actually take. And, you know, a lot of people live on painkillers and, you know, they get liver problems, kidney problems. They don't drink enough water. And me, myself, I am, uh, you know, I pop painkillers like no tomorrow, <laughs> right? I, I cannot withstand any type of headache because I do know... That if it goes untreated for a long time, it will result, for me at least, into a migraine. So, you know, as soon as I feel, you know, the slightest, you know, <laughs> slightest headache, pop me a pill. <laughs> and one one good thing about these tiny maniac robots is the fact that they also reduce side effects. So with every medication that you take, yes, it'll help treat that specific thing you're trying to treat. But there's also side effects that we may know or may not know about. But with these robots... You're basically reducing all the side effects mostly and just treating what needs to be treated. Let us know if you could swallow a maniac robot to treat a certain pain in your body. What would you want it to treat? Our text lines are open. 4215, do it a lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. I would agree with Hani. I think I would use these robots to treat migraines. Yeah, yeah I, get, I get them quite a lot. But you know what? You know, relaxes the head pain of my <laughs> migraines. The halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Adouri, ladies and gentlemen. 
kicking off in T-minus five minutes until the man himself comes in and gives you everything you need to know what's happening in sports, you know, mental health, fitness, and even gut health. Keep Pulse95 locked because our shows are going out throughout the day. But Future Talk is signing off, jumping into that spaceship, and we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95. And I'm feeling good, ladies and gentlemen. Birds flying high. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.